service and engage in material activities has no good qualities. Even if he is adept at the practice of mystic yoga or the honest endeavor of maintaining his family and relatives, he must be driven by his own mental speculations and must engage in the service of the Lord's external energy. How can there be any good qualities in such a man? As explained in the next verse, next verse as in 13. Krishna is the original source of all living entities. This is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 15.7, where Krishna says, Mamai Vamsho Jiva Loke Jiva Bhuta Sanatana the living entities in this conditioned world are on eternal fragmental parts. Due to conditioned life, they are struggling very hard with six senses which include the mind. All living entities are part and parcel of Krishna and therefore when they revive their original Krishna consciousness, they possess all good qualities of Krishna in a small quantity. When one engages himself in the nine processes of devotional service, Shavanam Kirtanam Vishnu, Smaranam Parasevanam, Achanam Vandanam Dasyam, Sakyam Atmanivedanam, one's heart becomes purified and he immediately understands his relationship with Krishna. He then revives his original quality of Krishna consciousness. In the Adilila of Chaitanya Chaitanya chapter 8, there is a description of some of the qualities of devotees. For example, Sri Pandita Haridasa is described as being very well behaved, tolerant, peaceful, magnanimous and great. In addition, he spoke very sweet, sweetly, his endeavors were very pleasing, he was always patient, he respected everyone, he always worked for everyone's benefit, his mind was free of duplicity and he was completely devoid of all malicious activities. These are all originally qualities of Krishna and when one becomes a devotee, they automatically become manifest. Sri Krishna's Kavirada, the author of Chaitanya says that all good qualities become manifest in the body of a Vaishnava and that only by the presence of these good qualities, one can distinguish a Vaishnava from a non-Vaishnava. Krishna's Kavirada lists the following 26 qualities of a Vaishnava. So one may go, oh, here comes another list. Number one, he is very kind to everyone. Number two, he does not make anyone his enemies. Number three, he is truthful. Number four, he is equal to everyone. Number five, no one can find any fault in him. Number six, he is magnanimous. Number seven, he is mind. Number eight, he is always clean. Number nine, he is without possessions. Number ten, he works for everyone's benefit. Number eleven, he is very peaceful. Number twelve, he is always surrendered to Krishna. Number thirteen, he has no material desires. Number fourteen, he is very meek. Number fifteen, he is steady. Number sixteen, he controls his senses. Number seven, he 
necessary. He does not eat more than required. 18. He is not influenced by the Lord's illusory energy. Number 19. He offers respect to everyone. Number 20. He does not desire any respect for himself. 21. He is very great. 22. He is merciful. 23. He is friendly. 24. He is poetic. 25. He is expert. 26. He is silent.
teaching his fellow residents. Um, what about this Varsha? Which Varsha? Hari Varsha. So he is also <coughs> instructing them in typical style of Tulavara, his prayers and instruction to his fellow classmates. You can see that he is also in the instructing mode and is also bringing out the glory of Bhakti. So yesterday's verse talked about how discussing the glories of the Lord in the association of the devotees brings the effect of removing the unwanted things in one's heart, which was discussed by Anirudh Prabhu yesterday. So as the sound vibration enters, Prabhishtha Karnadandriyana Swana Pavasvarodham Tunoti Shamalam Krishna Shalilasya Yatha Shala As the pastimes glorification of the Lord enters the ears, it cleanses the heart. Dunoti cleansing Shamalam, which is all contamination. That's contrasted with the waiting of a person in the Ganges and how these two are compared. One removes contamination straight away, whereas waiting in Ganges, her mother Ganges, glorious we discussed, that also does the same, produces the same effect, but it takes a longer time. So therefore, one should take the association of devotees. So the style that is being used is to contradict two things and show one is better than the other, and there is an action statement. So what should you do now that the choice is given? Therefore, who is the same man who will not associate with devotees to quickly perfect his life? So this is like a rhetorical style, a contradicting two things. And coming to today's verse, what are the two things that are being contradicted here? Two aspects. What two aspects are being touched upon and what is the contradiction? There are the devotees of good qualities. Hmm. The non-devotees have no good qualities. So non-devotees have no good qualities. This is a topic of controversies and trans non-devotees have no good qualities. But in society we see that a lot of philanthropists, social activists who exhibit those good qualities, so we touch upon that. Um, So looking at the purport point, Prabhupada Shreveri brings out uh, It is interesting that when um, I was reading the Chaitanya section where these verses come again So Prabhupada translates that these qualities are of Krishna So this is from Chaitanya Adilya 8.58 if one has unflinching devotional faith in Krishna, all the good qualities of Krishna and the demigods are consistently manifested. So it is put in the translation itself. Because Bhagavatam translation says the good qualities of the demigods, um, they reside. <coughs> Continuing the translation from Chaitanya However, one who has no devotion to the Supreme Personality of Godhead has no good qualifications. Because he is engaged by mental concoction in material existence, which is the 
external creature of the Lord. So, I felt it is like contradicting the devotees with taking shelter of the internal potency of the Lord. Mahatmas, 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 Daivya Prakriti. So, Daivya Prakriti versus the materialists who take shelter of the Gunamai Maya. Daivya Shikunamai. So, this is the external feature of the Lord. Why? Because he is engaged in mental concoction. <coughs> so, in the Bhagavatam translation, the contradiction between uh, devotee and then of materialist and also when reading through Shurishnan Sakatapuspako, he brings out jnanis also in the picture. That's why the mental speculation is there. And then, um, driven by mental speculation, that is the jnanis, and then one who is running after running after in the external world and trying to uh, fulfill his uh, senses so that refers to the materialist. So, uh, Bhakti Yogis, then Jnanis and the uh, materialist. So that's how the context is being set. Now, in the purport, Prabhupada goes straight into the um, philosophy of how we are part and parcel of Krishna Krishna is full of auspicious qualities, Kalyana Guna, um, almost 50 plus are being mentioned in the nature of devotion. I didn't have time to go through, but reading sentences and some, some of the sections which is mentioned in this particular purport and the section which describes all the qualities, it's mentioned that Krishna has those qualities <coughs> and when the living entity so by default, by design, we are part and parcel of Krishna, so therefore we inherit those qualities. By the material world, it is being covered. Krishna brings out this significance that everything comes from Him in the Bhagavad Gita. So which means all these qualities also come from Him, which means they exist in Him. So the jivas are coming from Him, so they inherit these qualities. But when they enter into the material world, these are being covered. When the purification happens, in the association of devotees, when you hear the passing of the Lord, the contamination is removed, and therefore the qualities become manifest in the uh, devotee. So this is one way that I understood. Now, other perspectives were given by Srila Prabhupada and also I was listening to his great statement in Prabhu's lecture um, where he pointed out to Vishnu Chakrita Now, third canto describes the creation of the qualities. So, Brahma creates nascent and he also creates good qualities and um, each demigod is responsible for a particular quality, like say, if I am speaking, the, the ability to speak, ability to even speculate mentally, uh, all that is uh, given inside of different demigods. Let me find out the, um, 
So the vision is directed by the sun god, then the ego is controlled by Rudra, the organs of evacuation by Mitra, the genitals by Pradapati, the hands by Indra, the legs by Upendra. So, um, and then the mind by the moon. So all these are being used by a devotee, are being used by materialists, are being used by a jnana. Now, devotees, what they do is, they worship the Supreme Lord directly, and they understand that the demigods are part and parcel of the Supreme Lord, directly by satisfying the Lord, the Lord resides in the heart of the devotee. Naturally, demigods will follow where the Lord resides. So that's how one perspective that demigods, along with their good qualities, come and reside in the body of a devotee. Because he is directly worshipping the Lord, and as we know, pouring water in the root, and it's the entire tree. And therefore, the Lord, along with the demigods and the good qualities, reside in the body of a person. This is another way of understanding. Now, what happens in the body of a materialist? As we saw, materialists also have good qualities. We see them in front of work, in hospitals, feeding the poor. So the good qualities are there. The demigods are also residing there. But they are residing in the body of the materialist with the bad qualities as well. So all these qualities, um, they cannot sustain themselves without devotion, without the purity of bhakti. They cannot reside for a longer period even in the body of a materialist or a jnana. So the demigods along their good qualities and bad qualities are present in the body of a materialist. So we may see that they, the materialists, exhibit those good qualities, but ultimately, um, as we know, that there is nothing good in this material world, it all degrades, goodness degrades to ignorance and passion, and there is a whole competition going on. So they may exhibit these qualities, but after a while, they become diminished. So the key point is, uh, the demigods exist with a, in a mixed state. So they may exhibit good qualities, but the envy, hatred and all will cover the good qualities and it brings down their good qualities of the materialists. So we cover the materialist uh, understanding. Now what happens in the body of a jnani? It's interesting that the demigods don't continuously reside their good qualities in the body of a jnani. Why is that? Because the jnani, he rejects all the qualities. What is that principle? Anything, anything, not this, not this, reject. Everything is false. Brahman is the ultimate truth. And therefore the demigods fear. If we stay in this body, he is going to anyway going to reject us. He will get the knowledge from us and ultimately he will reject us. So let us leave his body. So they don't stay that long. Although for mental speculation, yes, he will take the help of moon god, he will use all that. It's like climb the, uh, the top using a ladder, and after climbing, kick the ladder. 
So after that, you are not important to the ultimate Brahman, which is formless. That is what is important. So then you are feeling that um, we, uh, he is just extracting things from us and he will not respect us. So automatically they, they stay for some time and they leave. Now, whereas um, the interesting part with the demigods in the body of the devotee is that another point which Krishna Chakravita makes is that when the devotees are glorifying the Lord, demigods think that we are also materially contaminated. We are like moving from um, like a uh, rusted iron to becoming gold. So let us say and hear the pastimes, glories, activities of the Lord through the body of this devotee. Let us stay with him, get his association so that we can also cross the ocean of birth and death. In that context, demigods also stay with their good qualities in the body of the uh, devotee. So that's how uh, the good qualities along with Krishna, along with the demigods, all that auspiciousness is being uh, manifest in the body of a devotee. Having established that Krishna being the source of the qualities, how he bestows these qualities and how the demigods also bless the devotees with these good qualities and decide, let us move on to analyzing why we have to, why is the list given and why is these kind of qualities mentioned in different places within uh, scriptures, in Bhagavad Gita itself. Um, in the second chapter of the beginnings, what are the qualities of Siddhartha? How does he sit? How does he walk? How does he talk? Then again, in the Nishkam Karma Yoga, fourth um, chapter, the qualities of Nishkam Karma Yogi, who is perfected and who is the Sadaka, both are given. And a lot of them match the devotees of the uh, qualities of the devotee. Mind, his um, unattached, his without material possessions, and all that. Again, where um, else the quality will describe in the Bhagavad Gita? I need some help from the Bhakti Shastris. Where else the qualities are being described? Thirty Very good. As the items of knowledge, so they are being um, described. And then Prabhupada, and giving purport to that section, straight away goes to that. Maicha Ananya Bhavena Bhakti Abhyavichari. That is the key quality. Uh, exclusive devotion to the Lord. That is the key quality. And then the second important is Acharya Kupasana, taking shelter of a spiritual master. Now, once one does that, one focuses on taking. Uh, practicing exclusive devotion and taking shelter of the uh, spiritual master, all the good qualities get added to him. One does not have to make a special endeavor. In fact, Prabhupada says that uh, following the related 
principles will become easy for a person who serves a spiritual master without reservation. So the um, emphasis is given on that these qualities, humility, righteousness, the whole list is given. Any list that you see, today's list as a quality of devotees also, one of the key qualities is he is always surrendered to Krishna. So the point to note, and uh, even in the 10th chapter, Krishna describes list of qualities, intelligence, righteousness, um, sense control. So Acharya has described that these qualities described in the 10th chapter of Bhagavad Gita are also under the modes, jnana, uh, um, intelligence, knowledge, all that are within the modes. So if you acquire them separate from devotion to Krishna, they will not last for longer. So one has to have a solid foundation in bhakti so that he understands that Krishna is the source of all these good qualities and I have to do exclusive devotion to him and for that purpose Knowing that the qualities come from Krishna and Krishna is my object of worship and meditation for serving Him, all these qualities are favorable because He Himself is stating it. And 12th chapter again, He says qualities which are dear to Him. 12th chapter. So, exclusive devotional service, there also is mentioned. So, I will acquire these qualities. I will focus on devotion. Krishna is my object of meditation, exclusive devotion uh, is my goal. And to help me achieve that, I will endeavor to acquire these qualities. This um, may seem a little contradictory. Should we put efforts to develop these qualities or should we just focus on devotion, uh, developing devotion? Uh, several ways of looking at it is yes, you are putting focus on developing exclusive devotion and for that you need to approach a bona fide spiritual master. So, so he by his, uh, through his instructions and by following his instructions in the service of the Lord, he will bless you with the potency to acquire exclusive devotion to the Lord and also in the process gradually uh, purify your contamination and these qualities you make a conscious effort to develop along with the blessings of the Guru. So the way I understood is that you put efforts along with the blessings of Guru and Krishna and then the mercy, you attract the mercy of the Lord and thereby you attain progressively attain devotion and also these qualities also become manifest. Say for example, I am uh, I don't have the ability to speak in a mild way. I speak rashly. But one of the qualities which the Guru will exhibit, so when we go in front of a Guru, automatically the lower nature is is come is coming down. We will not speak rashly to Guru. At least we should not. So his spiritual potency, because he has got Krishna in his heart, he is 
guiding us when we approach them. So that's why when we approach exalted personalities, our lower nature is checked, it comes under control. That's why we said, for pride, if you want to overcome, we said, Dhammo Mahat Vasaya. If you want to overcome pride, serve the Mahats. Dhammo Mahat Vasaya. So by uh, going and approaching a spiritual master, your lower nature comes down and you approach them with humility, asking them uh, questions, rendering them service in a friendly mood. Then even though you may have a nature which is not favorable to bhakti, that by following the instructions of Guru sincerely, with the desire to change, that is what is required from the living entity, that he has to have the desire to change. That I acknowledge that I don't have these good qualities. You have them. Um, what is the advice from the song? Chaya Vega Domi, Chaya Dosha Shodi. How does it So you are the abode of all those qualities. I don't have anything. You please give me. So, what is required from the living entity is that, yes, we practice bhakti, all these um, qualities will get added to you, but the desire to change has to be there. So, when um, Prabhupada uh, practically instructed his disciples, uh, he said, you must acquire these qualities when you are in the human form, because uh, these qualities are listed even for you to be a human being, Bhagavatam describes, to be a human, you must have certain qualities, self and uh, describes. There also devotion is there. So in that section, when um, Sivaram Swami writes on the Varnashram book, he quotes Prabhupada saying, in human form one must acquire these qualities. With the understanding that these qualities come from Krishna, they are going to be useful in service of Guru and Krishna. I will focus on devotion and also I will acquire, make a honest endeavor to acquire these qualities. That's one perspective of understanding. Second way of understanding is we can check our own progress. That's how Prabhupada puts it in the 13th chapter purport. It's a science. If you want to know that whether you are advancing or not, you check with these qualities. You do an introspection and check whether I am progressing or not. Um, that's why when I analyze the 26 qualities um, of a Vaishnava, some are inherent qualities of himself that he is mild, he is suchi, he is without possessions, he has exclusive devotion to the Lord. Whereas some are his dealing with the material world and dealing with others. He is soft-spoken, he is um, always thinking about the welfare of others, which is his dealing with others. Let me pull up the qualities. Yeah, he offers respect to everyone. He does not desire any respect for himself. He is merciful, he is friendly. So, the way that I put them in these 26 is some are natural qualities of him, um, which is exclusive devotion to the Lord, um, 
controls his senses, steady, peaceful, mild. Some are his dealing to the material world with matter. He is not affected by the laws of usury energy. He does not collect more than required. He does not eat more than required. And some are his dealings with the outside world. He is friendly. He is um, compassionate. It's not that you show compassion to yourself and uh, no, you show compassion to others while dealing with them in a magnanimous way, always giving. So that is how I made an attempt to remember these 26 qualities. Because when, whenever this comes, how we go, oh, here comes another list. Anyway, let's read through it. Yeah, 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 sure. Fourth chapter it came, second chapter it came. Um, I know one Maharaj, he came from Malaysia. He used to list all this, like, <laughs> like all of his memory. I'm not there yet, but the way I made an attempt to remember is to, okay, what are, at least to break them down. What are his personal qualities and what, how does he deal with the material energy, how does he deal with the other people. So, one are like silent, mild, clean, um, meek, steady, controlled senses and some are his dealings with others. So that's how um, I'm making an attempt to remember the list when our list comes in um, 12th chapter, 13th chapter, again it's going to come in 16th chapter, divine and demonic qualities. <coughs> so the, the point that I'm making is so you um, try to remember and develop these qualities and check your own progress. So that is how I felt I should move from Kanishtha platform, which is a typical mentality of I respect the deities, but and uh, I have a good relationship with my guru, but others not very really great relationship. So that is how I must move from Kanishtha platform to Madhyama by acquiring these qualities. I must make a conscious, honest effort to move from one platform to the other and for that also these qualities help. Krishna promises that if you do exclusive devotion, I preserve what you have and I carry what you lack. So if I am sincerely trying to correct myself, then with the blessing of Guru and Krishna, uh, I will be able to move from one platform to the other. This is other perspective. Now, how do we deal with the other devotees? As when I am discussing this Kanishna, Madhyama, Uttama, we can see the qualities which they exhibit and accordingly deal with them. Nectar of instruction also gives you several ways, Uttama, Kanishna, Madhyama, Uttama. So this is how you move from personal application and then you deal with others within the society, within the community. How do you give respect to different, uh, how do you apply discrimination in a positive sense and correct way. So the details are given in actual instruction and devotion. But these qualities, at least I felt, helps me to uh, 
assess in the sense not in a way of checking them, but in a way of understanding their behavior and qualities, how much they are at and how much I should uh, respect them. Now, Prabhupada, in his um, letters to various disciples, he mentions these words, and when uh, going through that, I picked up a few application points as to how by devotees focusing on exclusive devotion and with the desire to acquire these qualities, they acquire all these good qualities. Okay. So the way to teach children or the way to teach the society should be make them devotees and as we saw logically demigods will come and reside in their body, the Lord will come and reside in their body, they acquire all good qualities and that's how Prabhupada proposes to create leaders for the society. By making them devotees, teach them exclusive devotion and also make them men of good character. And then this education also has to be given for children. So by that, the gap which is there in the society is the materialist education is not giving. Prabhupada says this is the proposed solution. Give them spiritual education which is based on Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam. Teach them exclusive devotion. Naturally the good qualities will come and acquire. Then make them the leaders. Let them lead the society. And then when training children, train them in. Um, exclusive devotion and also give them training in sadhachar. Then they will come out um, as good adults and they will grow and they will also become leaders. Uh, now one may say, ask what is the evidence? So I was listening to Harpreet Gurmila Mataji's interview where she shared a practical uh, experience. The scenario is that a group of young children are attending Mangalati daily. She noticed that the character of the children are changing over a period just by them coming and attending Mangalati daily. So this is a practical application and she is sharing the experience. She has seen the kids before they come and join and how they transform just by attending the wine program, how the good qualities come in them. So for practical purposes, they could not attend all seven days in a week, so then they were given five days. So in a month, they can take five days off from Mangalati without reasons and then probably more days they are sick or something like that, or they come back late from a program and those things are given. Now she also noticed that when they don't attend Mangalati, she said for minimum three, four days, if they don't continuously attend Mangalati, their character changed. So this is like a protection command for putting the um, philosophy in practice and then she is she shared her observation and then the realization that the focus should be um, on 
exclusive devotion. And that's why in, in um, ISKCON we have not only courses that teach you about how to chant nicely, read Shastra, there are also courses which teach you about Sadachar, the uh, uh, behavior, so that the mercy that you get by practicing bhakti you don't lose by committing Vaishnava abroad. And this is dealing with the society of devotees. Now, how do we deal with materialists who exhibit these good qualities? As we discussed earlier, they also have good qualities. And we discussed philosophically that these good qualities will not last because they are in the mode of goodness. Goodness will degrade to passion and ignorance, they will lose those good qualities. Does it mean that we as Bhakti practitioners say that, hey look, we are devotees, we all have good qualities when you Sorry, you can really pray and uh, so that should, that's an improper way of looking at them. So when they exhibit, so when materialists and jnanis exhibit good qualities, we appreciate them. Okay, Krishna's good qualities are reflecting on them and the source is Krishna. We respect them, they may have a lot of skills, um, that's why we see Prabhupada uh, himself quoting Chanakya Pandit, although he is not a devotee, from a social point of view he will quote. But the key distinction is that Prabhupada will not quote him as the ultimate bhakti authority, as an acharya. So following that footsteps, we take the good from the materialist knowing that it comes from Krishna, but we don't take them as the ultimate spiritual authorities because they are exhibiting the good qualities. Uh, we should not become attracted and attached to the materialists because they develop, they exhibit these good qualities. Then what happens? If we think them as role models, and whenever we consider somebody as a role model, their association rubs against us and we will lose our bhakti. So the appreciation is there, okay, that's why and we don't disrespect them, we acknowledge them. And if we have to go and acquire skills from them, example, Prabhupada sending his disciples to learn how to make sweets from outside people who are not devoted, but learn, come back and use it in Krishna's service. And that's where it ends. So um, we don't follow them and become so them as our role models because that will diminish our bhakti. In that way, you have a good relationship with the outside world, whether they are yamis or materials, you respect them, but you don't get attached and attracted to them. So, um, this is how we look at these qualities and we look at the glory of bhakti and how bhakti uh, brings about their good qualities, how they are residing in the Lord and from Him everything comes. When we do exclusive devotion to the Lord, sits in the heart of, uh, sits in the heart of us and slowly removes the dirt and the good qualities come and the demigods will also reside.
Okay, there's no question. You can do here. Grandrashima Bhagavatam Kijaya Prabhupada. 